0: Hello. Good evening, everyone. It's five o'clock and I think we need to get started. So here we go. Once again, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Enlightened Leader Leadership Conference for Educators. This event will take you on a short journey of introducing you to creative minds, joining us from different parts of the world. In In this event, innovative topics informative content and progressive initiatives are being shared with you we remain hopeful that the session over three days has and will inspire you to take your school community to a new direction of development today is the third and final day and i'm sure you're going to relish the session my name is charles Clarence, and i am the moderator for today passion about learning is how i describe myself before we begin today's session i request our audience to immerse themselves in the session and hold their questions till the end. We will have the QA immediately after the first speaker itself. I'm honored to introduce to you the first speaker of the day, Dr. N. Mithili. She She's a former assistant professor of the National Center for School Leadership. Currently, she's working as an associate professor with Mahindra University. She has been leading research and discourse on school leadership in Indian context through her research mono, monographs and peer-reviewed articles published in international and national journals. Her recent work include Women in School Leadership published by Sage and Pedagogic, Pedagogical Leadership, a handbook for leading learners in schools. A handbook on pedagogical leadership defines school leadership and explores the process of leading schools by principals in Indian context. The book is being used to redefine the roles of principals as pedagogical leaders, taking a shift from administrative roles in all schools affiliated to CBSC, India and abroad, very specially NVS and and KVs. Her session topic is pedagogical leadership for learning, for leading learners by school principals. Please help me to welcome Dr N Mittali madam you're most
1: you're more than welcome thank you thank you Charles uh, for a brief and a very succinct introduction and i'm delighted to be with um, future school leaders uh, uh, organization and i have um, i'll quickly begin with the topic and i've changed the uh, title of the topic uh, slightly to to see that, uh, you know, it's not just the pedagogical leaders from administrator to um, pedagogical leaders that the transformation, but referring to how aspect of uh, the transformation has to happen, I would like to touch upon it uh, briefly within this uh, 20 minutes of time that you have given to me. And I thank the audience who have joined for this uh, class uh for this session as well so can i share the screen and uh, start with my uh, introduction yes please yes please welcome am i uh, the screen is visible to you i just want to know it's coming up okay yeah now uh, now it is now the second slide third slide is as it will really? take
0: time. Yeah, now seconds. Yeah, it takes it takes around uh, five seconds. Yeah, that's okay. okay. No the third slide no is there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> so I'm I'm slightly shifting uh, on the process of how a, a you know school leader or a school head transforms into a pedagogical leader. I'm looking at the process of the person whose transformation journey is uh, is largely inner uh, inner journey which which gets uh, reflected in the actions outside so mm, drawing from the pedagogical leadership handbook for leading learning in schools i'm going to be taking up the topic which is very close to the self of the individual leader so um, in this, uh, we have uh, developed the uh, framework called Pedagogical Leadership Framework in which we have descriptors um, and actionables defined very clearly as to what uh, the principles have to do and also how they, they walk through their experiential journey as they, as they you know, progress from stage, one stage to another. So here while the overall school improvement and student learning is the is the primary focus with assuring student learning as the third layer of the leadership uh, pedagogical leadership framework the second layer where practicing the pedagogical leadership critically looks at what should a school leader do so here when we are talking about the principal the largely the discourse is about is about transforming the school heads from being administrators to managers to leaders that is the g- globally accepted movement that is um, you know being talked about discussed about practiced and uh, you know explored so uh, so taking a step forward to emphasize the role of the individual principle as much more critical uh, what uh, we have uh, uh, you know um, seen or taking the discourse forward was that not only that but from traversing from being an administrator to their manager to a leader it doesn't happen so automatically rather it happens through a reflective process as a reflective practitioner a metacognitive thinker and a self-aware individual You know this, therefore, the global discourse is taken forward in uh, by specifically referring to the Indian context, but it is largely applicable even to the context elsewhere as well. So what do we mean by being an administrator, a manager, a leader, a reflective practitioner, etc. Let's see a little more deeper. And here, what administrator leader uh, school head as an administrator refers to something called uh, 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 you know the rules regulations the orders and circulars and then you know you know the laws and policies of the school and you carry on without um, you know violating or without trespassing those you know, I'm using the term trespassing specifically because, as an administrator, uh, see, these rules become very important. Orders and circular, circulars to be followed are extremely crucial, and then this uh, ma- uh, curriculum and the syllabus and the textbooks are mandated centrally. Most for most of the uh, you know schools, and so there is very little freedom for the school head to really go beyond, to go and change this. However, the school head has the ability or has the space to move beyond to, to give a holistic or an enlarged perspective of what learning is for students and for teachers. So we see this mostly, most of these things happening in CBSE schools, KV schools uh, and NVS schools. But however, most of the state government schools, rather not even KV, KV also comes under a large uh, part of the r- rules, regulations and orders that they have to follow. N- nevertheless, they, ha- they are pace setting schools in India, KV and NVS in the government sector, and therefore, they have much more um, space to operate and excel uh, given the uh, facilities that are provided in terms of infrastructure, budget, and also the uh, teachers' capacity, and also the number of teachers and the physical environment, and so on and so forth. Now, even then, even then. You know, uh, given the pressure of the work for school heads, to move from administrator to manager itself is a very, very big task. Very big task. However, most principals succeed because they are passionate. This is what my experience is, having worked for uh, nearly eight years at a pan-India level, mm, working with the principals. in. So, uh, so manager here. Therefore, that passion, the 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 uh, uh, concern for the students, and to excel themselves as individuals makes them become managers, where they focus on people. So, people development becomes one of the critical factors of being a manager, and also not only people development it is the organizational development or the institutional development called the school the school institution they focus extensively for development now to be a leader it takes a little more uh, risk uh, 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 risk and also the the vision that the school leader has to carry and make that vision possible Is it the vision of the leader alone? No. It's it's his or her personal vision aligned with that of the institution's vision, which uh, which is largely driven by the education system's vision and values. Right? We are all working within this larger education system, which also has a vision of its own. Uh, and also has this uh, constitutional, um, um, uh, 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 you know, reflecting into its ethos and culture and the values in the schools, which is what is expected to be practiced. So, as a leader, he tries to align his personal vision with that of the school's vision and then the larger education system's vision. So, when when he or she is doing all this, he, they try to change, transform, the schools' culture, the schools' climate. Besides, trying to develop the teachers professionally and also ensuring that every student gets the due attention required. So a leader, therefore, is one who influences changes in others who influences changes in the processes and also without exerting exerting the power and authority that she or he holds as a principle. That is influence. So influence is about bringing behavioral changes in others without, influ- without exerting the authority and the power that one has in their hands and that's not a joke so therefore a leader is a people's person one one has to be a people's person like this and then there is no choice but for this leader to grow and develop and therefore i have i have captioned this entire um, uh, you know talk as leadership as a learning curve right so now what is this learning and how does this happen for the leader is that it is through reflection so a leader is uh, continuing to be accepted by the peers in other schools by the teachers, fellow colleagues, by the management, by the students, only when he or she is seen to be growing and learning amidst them. That becomes a role modeling too, which most of the principals say. When we role model, others do follow and they listen to us. That's what it is. How does that happen? That happens through reflection a reflection is about not about kind of finding the causality of uh, you know events or the problem solving or uh, you know how it has to happen strategically plan and things like that but there's something more to it that is about what the question of what gets deeper and deeper uh, to know what of the causality that is the why what of the how what of the where This what question is about knowledge. Why question is about causality. How question is about action. Where question is about the location. Right? But why, where, how, when, all these have something behind them that is driving this whole processes of why what how where and that is what so this what when you are trying to d- discern and understand uh, that becomes knowledge and this is about a deeper understanding of the knowledge and therefore one becomes a reflective practitioner right yeah and when one is becoming a reflective practitioner the the deeper understanding transforms or gets into a new domain of understanding saying oh i knew that i know i did not know that i knew i'm repeating i did not know that i knew certain knowledge i i did not know that I did not know. Rather, I now know that I did not know. This kind of, you know, this kind of becoming aware of my ignorance, becoming aware of my knowledge that is already in me, but in certain situations it manifests very strongly that, oh, is this what it is called? I did not know, but I knew whatever I was doing was the same. Right? Is it innovation? Oh, I was doing all through, but I was not calling it as innovation. You may say that, but now you know that it is an innovation. So what is happening is that you now came to know that you know it already. So this is a level of deeper understanding called the metacognitive thinking a leader if when tracing a learning curve become has to be a metacognitive thinker when this reflection and metacognition goes deeper one becomes a self aware individual so yes i can and yes i will that, that self-confidence and, and becoming aware of the knowledge and the strength that comes with the knowledge makes the leader become a self-aware individual, self-aware leader. And when that happens or when that is simultaneously happening, these are all not very serially one after another happening. It is such a dynamic process that they will be happening so simultaneously. It is a Brownian movement, it is very organic and therefore this self-aware individual's actions and leadership gets uh, reflected in the form of leadership for understanding, leadership for action and leadership for reflection. This is a broad uh, trajectory that uh, the school leader traverses. So, therefore, this, this progression from being administrator to a self-aware leader is called a movement within the school leader. When there is a movement within, there is a movement outside. So that is called self-development. See, when one when once we develop, we all know intuitively that as we grow within, it gets reflected, emanated outside too. So when that happens for a school leader, he or she has the power to influence hundreds and thousands of children and scores of teachers in the school. Therefore, this learning, for the school leaders is a movement and therefore it is a learning curve when that if that has to happen how how should a leader do if, if this uh, you know constitutes the theory of what a leadership as a learning curve is how do we really practice it how do we really put it into action as school heads and here the uh, two Two main descriptors have been, uh, you know, envisaged in the Pedagogical Leadership Handbook and that is align personal values with education systems values and here practice self-awareness. Is one part of it which we have discussed extensively. Then align the personal values with school leadership values. See, as a school leadership value, also there is a there are certain values which are common across all schools, which are also common which are also accepted globally that a school head, for example, a school head has to be engaged in teacher's professional development and build a culture of learning in the school are some of the practices which a leader cannot ignore. When that has to come, the values are, you know, embedded with those uh, practices of the school leader so but but then the school leader as an individual also comes with his or her own personal value system drawn from the family and the larger society in which he or she is living then education system has its certain specific values which it upholds so that alignment is a necessary component then Not only that, these personal values and beliefs of the school leadership within the school institution which is located in the larger education system also has to be aligned, which refers to education system, draws its values from the constitutional values of India. I am talking about Indian context, so I am saying education systems values are drawn from the larger constitutional values. So the alignment of personal values with that of the school leadership values which are globally accepted and then to the education systems values is very very critical to traverse this learning curve as a principal right then the next aspect is how to become and being a self aware leader in that in that know the self better we have explained in the theory in the very first slide very exhaustively so i'm so drawing from that know yourself better the more i know myself the more confident i am the more uh, receptive i am the more transparent i am the more trans the more um, flexible i am because i know myself better with respect to me and with even for others it you know i can i can show therefore then if that has to happen then there is with specific to you know school leadership practices then it is about evaluate uh, oneself against the school's goals how do you become a self-aware leader evaluate oneself against school's schools Then the third is self assess the contributions made to the school and the student learn. Self assess your own contributions, which is a 360 degree, you know, uh, analysis that one can take up. Then receive feedback from everyone who matter to you. As uh, as a principal who matter to you, everyone from everyone, maybe the uh, management, maybe the teachers, maybe the students, maybe the parents, maybe somebody else. Who who is your mentor? But then that receiving feedback is essential. Then analyze the feedback, develop a personal development plan. This, developing a personal development plan is extremely crucial because we are engaged in the development plans of teachers, development plan for students, development plan for the school. But what about me, myself? 10 years ahead, what do I want to be? Though you may have a vague idea of where you want to reach, but a planning, uh, you know, uh, makes us better aware of ourselves and how to traverse. Get back to the plan time and again, as and when it is required. Reflect, assess, analyze, take feedback, and then keep moving forward. So this is what makes one become and being a self-aware leader. For, as a, as a, you know, to while traversing from administrator to a self-aware leader, so therefore, learning as a movement is though individual at one level for the school head, it is collective, collectively happening amidst others and with others. Right. And unless that happens, no change, the change, unless the change happens in me and a collective learning happens, uh, you know, uh, with everyone and uh, an individual learning happening within me, there cannot be a movement possible. And, and hence. And hence, this school leadership as a learning curve becomes extremely critical for one to transform into a pedagogical leader. Yeah? That is why throughout the handbook, while emphasizing on school improvement, student learning, uh, we also have not let gone the importance of the individual and who is critical to this entire uh, uh, transformation of the school institution as well as ensuring student learning and hence comes the role of principals as leaders who are learners too and therefore this entire discourse is positioned within the larger discourse of leadership for learning hence it is the topic of today was leadership as a learning curve with these few um, thoughts of mine, I'll be ending this talk. Thank you so much for inviting me to this workshop. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Madam. It was really enlightening and wonderful learning how to become a, a leader and the transformation that you are that we you've spoken about. I'm sure it has a lot of takeaways. Uh,